What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands, and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. With all the questions surrounding the Chicago Bulls currently right now, until the Bulls get a chance to get on the court, outside of who's going to be in the starting lineup, who's not going to be in the starting lineup, one of the biggest question marks is, Outside of the core three is as well as Billy Donovan. So we're going to talk a little bit about head coach Billy Donovan, how he can change and adapt that system a little bit more, and if Billy Donovan should truthfully be on the hot seat this season. We're going to get to all that, plus the mailbag, right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for all things Chicago Bulls, hosted by Hayes. What's going on, Bulls fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bulls Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related. I'm the host here, Hayes, but more importantly, you guys can follow the channel at Bulls Central Pod on every social media platform we happen to be on. With that being said, let's go ahead and get into the content for today. And we're coming up on our two-year anniversary. We're actually two days away. Monday will be the two-year anniversary of the show. And all I can say for that is that it's been an amazing two years for all those that have been on the journey, uh, you know, with me who've, you know, been there almost since the beginning. Shout out to you guys for rocking with me. Anybody who's new, shout out to you guys as well for being a part of it. And in that two years, we'll hit our 800th daily episode, which is weird because it's been less than 800 days, right, since I started the show. But like just with with updates and things like that, 800 full episodes we've had on the show. And then when you count in the post game shows, the bonus episodes, we're over like 1400 episodes we've had of Chicago Bulls Central in two years and you know not to like toot my own horn you know outside of a little bit there are not that many people putting up that level of production right and that's not even to count as well as the members only videos which I know members during the offseason you guys haven't got a lot of exclusive videos we're bringing that back next week as well um but it's just been a, a great journey and I want to thank you guys I want to make sure that you guys are aware as well that you know in that two years we built a network the Chi-Town Sports Central Network which includes this channel, Chicago Bears Central, Chicago White Sox and Cubs Central, Chicago Blackhawks Central, Chicago Sky Central, NBA Central, uh, NFL Central may be on the horizon here shortly uh, with Steve O'Lead and that. But, like, I just want to take the time out to thank you guys. And, of course, on the on the two-year anniversary, it'll be a big thank you to you guys as well. So just a little shout-out to that coming. But with that said, let's go ahead and get to the content. Um, so I was on – uh, locked on fantasy basketball and we were doing a preview of the Chicago Bulls and when I was on that that show Josh Lloyd asked a great question and one that kind of almost stumped me for a minute right and that was asking if like, what do I what would I like to see change about Billy Donovan's system and then he went on to say well what has Billy shown you to to, to where you think that that's gonna come right and while I want to be clear, and shout out to Winton, you know, my, my boy Winton, who's literally one, the OG here. Him and Brandon Jet are the OGs here. I think they were like subscriber number two and three or something like that. Um, but Winton, you know, he is over Billy Donovan. I think a lot of Bulls fans also share that. Now, you have some Bulls fans that put kind of more of the onus, of course, on the roster, right? And uh, But in that conversation with Josh Lloyd, him just asked me, like, okay, well, you, you have players here, and I, I would have mentioned, like, we have a lot of players here that would benefit from a more up-tempo offensive system. When you look at Iota Sumu, even Julian Phillips, when you look at Andre Drummond, when you look at, um, I, 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 did I say Iota Sumu already? Iota, I think even uh, Alice Caruso, Kobe in some ways as well, will really benefit from a more fast-paced system, right? Because we don't have the players that necessarily have the, the, the best jump shot either form or accuracy on it 
getting out in transition, attacking the defense before they get a chance to set up. Now, that has to come via playing solid defense, rebounding the ball well on the defensive side of the ball. So it's not like you just want to run and gun and run and gun, right? But we have players that would absolutely benefit from that system. I honestly think Iota Sumu, we'd see more of his kind of offensive game. He flashed in um, in Illinois if we played a more up-tempo system. We were one of the slowest-paced teams in the NBA uh, last season. Now, while I don't want to see us, like, be one of the fastest paced teams. I think when you, you know, factor in the fact of DeMar, Nikola Vucevic, like you also have to, you know, take take that into consideration as well. But the, the fact of the matter is, is that I just have not seen enough from Billy Donovan to where I think that Billy is going to adjust his system enough to where it changes much, right? And Billy Donovan isn't the sole problem here in the Chicago Bulls. It's a mixture of a lot of things, right? But he is a big one, right? And, and almost to the point where as long as you have DeMar DeRozan on this team, DeMar's going to rely on him extremely heavily, right? Um, and, and, you know, and, and not to say that he shouldn't in some cases, because we absolutely should. One of the benefits of having DeMar DeRozan is how clutch he is, and you do absolutely want to rely on that in times where you your team either is not scoring effectively or you just need a bucket to end a run, right? And DeMar has been that for the Chicago Bulls. But when you come down to it, I've, I've always said, we have one of the best catch-and-shoot players by percentage in the NBA in Zach Levine. We don't run very many catch-and-shoot opportunities for him. We have one of the best, uh, you know, attacking off pin-down centers in the league in Nikola Vucevic. We don't run a lot of uh, for Nikola Vucevic in that area, and then even when Vuce is cooking, we don't go to him in the second half. The development part of it, right? We have not developed anybody meaningfully. And, and, you know, Kobe, like I said, I, I give Kobe on, on – I put that on Kobe. He, he improved his awareness a lot. Now, Billy Donovan has always given Kobe a lot of minutes, and he does deserve credit for not coming away from Kobe. Even when Kobe's shot wasn't falling, he still let Kobe go out there and kind of find his game. But overall, the coaching aspect of this team has left a lot to be desired. And while I'm not saying that a, a change of a coach is going to all of a sudden flip this to make this a championship roster, but I do think that a different coach can make this team and utilize your weapons a little bit more to where we can evaluate and probably have a better mindset on development as well. Billy Donovan here, I don't care what he's done elsewhere, has not been a good development coach. He has not put the young players in a, in a situation or scenario where it forces them to kind of grow their game. I will give him credit for using Ayo Desumu his rookie year, even before Lonzo went down, like recognizing that your rookie guard in Iowa DeSumo was defensively ready enough to earn a row. I'll give him that. Putting Patrick Williams out there to start now, that was a kind of a different place where this team was, Patrick Williams' rookie year. But again, played uh, Patrick Williams a lot his rookie year as well, right? But overall, developing these guys' talent. And it's always one, when I go on other shows, when I'm interviewed, anytime somebody asks about our young talent, it's always a not a difficult because I know what they are, right? But it's so many question marks still on that young talent to where we don't have that next group, right? Or, or even a player in that, in that young core sub 24 that is that we can that we can look at and says, yes, they're gonna give us this one thing every night. And that's why they deserve to like be a factor or a big part of like what we build around. We have some solid ones, right? And I, I like a lot of our young players, but they just have not developed in the way to where you can really rely on that. And so overall, when it comes to head coach Billy Donovan, you know, to ask, should the seat be a little bit hotter on him? Yes. But one of the things with that is it's a Jerry Reinsdorf own team. And once Billy Donovan said he talks to Jerry every single day, if for that should have been the writing on the wall. And a lot of Bulls fans let us know Billy's going to be here for a minute. Whether right or wrong, he's going to be here for a minute. And, you know, I think that when we talk about it and I ask the question, like, what will eventually be the Bulls' biggest regret? 
Maybe it ends up being not moving off from Billy Donovan sooner than what you did. And that may not be realized by this front office until a, a young player does leave again and develop elsewhere. But let me know what you guys think on all that down below. Now, it is Saturday, so that means it's mailbag day, mainly built around your voicemails. We're going to get into this first one. This one's from Reginald. Hey, hey, this is Reginald from Columbus, Georgia. I was just looking to uh, what you're saying about whether or not the Bulls should extend DeMar. And I think that depends on a couple of factors. Like, first off, has his play dropped off? Second, has that Levine stepped up his all-around game? Third, has Kobe White improved, took, you know, took another step? Good. If the Bulls players that we need to step up actually do that, then it does diminish the mark value a little bit. But at the same time, I'm not uh, one of those guys who thinks that DeMar isn't a really good, not a great player. So I'll be fine. Great time to do like a two-year, $50 million deal. But him getting the $125 million Bulls extending DeMar. Um, here's what I what I when it comes down to the DeMar extension, I know we talk a lot about that here, and that's kind of been the hot but button topic in, in bull circles right now for the last week, right? What's gonna happen with DeMar DeRozan? I think when it comes down to it, I mean it can go a lot of different ways, man. Um I, I it's really hard, it's really hard to evaluate. When it comes down to DeMar and his contract extension, like I said. I can see the Bulls absolutely giving DeMar a contract extension. I can see them not giving him a contract extension. It can go a lot of different ways, but I think, it to me, I would hope that it comes down to you actually doing some future uh, projecting and what this team, the success that this team is having. Like, DeMar's been great. Do not get me wrong individually, and that's why I went through and said at all, all the core three, Zach, Vooch, and DeMar, individually just looking at their statistics, had solid seasons. But it is just not coming down to much. And I guess, you know, we'll end up seeing what happens. Um, I expect them more than like if I had to put my money on it to extend them more than not because it just seems like what this front office would do. But we'll end up seeing. All right, let's get into this next voicemail. This one's from Shay. What's up, guys? This is Shay. You know, I was thinking, do you think that this is the year that Patrick Williams becomes the most improved player? I mean, don't get me wrong. I know he says to be aggressive and it's all on him, but I think that he may be looking to make a statement this season because with the way how DeMar DeRozan has been talking him up and how the way he's been talking himself, I think he's finally understanding what he needs to do. So the real question I want to ask you, and I'll just ask the question at the beginning of this call, do you think Patrick Williams is looking to come in with a new mindset and be more aggressive? Anyway, so much thank please. Can Patrick Williams win the most improved play? I think so. Like, he can. He has the ability to. I just don't know if he has the mentality, right? And you said it in your voicemail. It, for Patrick Williams, it all comes down to the mentality, aggression level, those type of things. If P. Will actually finally locks in and, and, and uncovers this, the, the confidence that we need from him, because we see the physical aspects that he has, right? But until that happens, it's always going to be a question. But I do think that, yeah, Patrick Williams can win a most improved player of the year. You have to ask yourself, there's a couple of things that have to factor into it. Role. Is he going to have the role from uh, this coaching staff in the offense, in the starting lineup, whatever, to win that, right? Does, is he going to have the, the mentality to? And then also the Bulls are going to have Experience the thrill of March Madness. If you're still out on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter the bracket contest for a chance to take home prizes up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, 
and odds boost. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now and take advantage of our generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is claim the code Bull Central. But the fun doesn't stop there. Get up to the minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about my bookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, from anywhere. Use the promo code BULLCENTRAL to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. To win some, right? You have to be, you have to win some for the national media to put you in those kind of categories for postseason awards, especially something like a most improved. The storyline is what what comes down to it. And so one of the storylines is that if the Bulls have an improved season, and one of the reasons, the clear reasons for that is this young guy, this 20, about to be 22-year-old player in Patrick Williams, finally starting to look like he's on his ascension, that's a storyline that the national media may not be able to pass up. And then thus, we can get um, Patrick Williams in that most improved player of the year conversation. But again, it all comes down to him. And if he's ready, if he's going to have the role, and is Billy Donovan going to rely on him enough for him to have enough opportunities for that. All right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Rod. What it do, man? It's Big Rod from the West Side. You know, many blessings to you as always. Uh, quick fact, um, I just learned this, that in 2003, when we were about to do the draft, we were supposed to draft, obviously we were drafted Kirk Heinrich, but did you know that there was actually a trade that was on the table that was finalized where Jay Williams with Marcus Pfizer in the seventh pick was going to go to Denver for the third pick and they were trying to get Dwayne Wade by the time it was going up to New York to get finalized that's when Jay got into the motorcycle accident like a little quick fact but the reason why I'm leaving this message is you know recently on ESPN they've been talking about the um, comments about Ryan Storff and how the team's been running especially on all over Chicago radio and I was thinking back of when we were in the bubble um, AK wanted to hire Emmanuel Doka. He went to three interviews and was about to hire him. And as soon as OKC let go of Billy Donovan, literally not even 24 hours, he got hired as a coach, um, having dinner with Michael Reinstorf. And my issue has always been, how come it seems like we never really do diligence in hiring the right coach? We just immediately say, oh, no, we're not going to interview this guy. We're going to pick this one. We did that with Jim Boylan, Chris Hoiberg. Thibodeau was understandable because that worked out until he had his issues um, with management. But I always wanted to ask you was, what is it going to take for Reinstor to pretty much be out of his own way? I understand that you want to hire guys that you have respect for, but sometimes even loyalty can become to a flaw. And I just wanted your input, what you think about it. Again, many blessings to you, and thank you for taking the time. As far as that Jay Williams rumor, I have never heard that. I even Googled it and researched it, uh, you know, after I listened to your voicemail. And while uh, Jay Williams' uh, motorcycle accident was exactly a week, a week to the day before the NBA draft, some could say, I, I mean, I guess that does lead credence that, you know, by the time that they were going to go up there, the motorcycle accident had already happened. That, that's just a crazy bit of trivia of, like, what would how would Bulls history be different had that trade went down and instead of drafting like Kirk Heinrich, we ended up trading and moving and getting uh, Dwayne Wade, right? So that's crazy to think of, but great points on that. I had never heard that rumor before. Now, as far as Bulls doing their due diligence on coaches, um, I think it, it, I understand where you're coming from, but like with Tom Thibodeau, they did. I think people forget that they interviewed a lot of people before hiring Tom Thibodeau. 
even with Fred Hoiberg. They did a lot of interviews as well, but it seemed like Fred was Gar's guy, and that was always the guy that they were kind of pivoting to. And keep in mind, they started doing their research on Fred Hoiberg. It came out, it was like a year or two before, right? So they were kind of already looking towards that, Fred Hoiberg being that next head, that next Bulls head coach. And uh, when it comes to Jim Boylan, I mean, Jim Boylan was the assistant here. They knew him. They didn't have to do their due diligence. And I think also because they knew they still were going to have to pay Fred, they wanted somebody who was already internal at that point in time. And then when it comes down to Billy Donovan, um, here's the thing is that when you look at it on paper, Billy Donovan, a great college coach, uh, went, uh, won two uh, NCAA tournament uh, titles, right? On top of that, he did develop. So one of the things that they did look at when they brought in uh, Billy Donovan was to say how he could develop players you know, over there in that OKC program. but. You know, I think when he his name became available and he was interested, of course they pivoted towards him. They didn't expect Billy Donovan to even be interested in, in, in becoming a Chicago Bulls head coach, right? And then I think Doc got on the market like a little bit after we signed Billy Donovan. So, you know, it is what it is there, man. I think that the Bulls did it. They interviewed a lot of, of coaches as well in that time before they decided on Billy Donovan. But I think they went with the coach that had to them the highest ceiling in that point in time. Um, so, you know, we'll see, man. As far as the Reinsdorfs, the Reinsdorfs part of it is always going to be something that hurts, that holds the Bulls back. It just is. That is our ownership group. Every ownership group has their own pluses and minuses, and that is unfortunately one of ours with ownership. They, they, Like I said, it's going to be a long time before Billy Donovan goes, and AK and Eversley as well. Like Whether you look at it as a positive or negative, they're going to be given at least a decade to really put their, their imprint on this team. So, you know, it is what it is there, Rod. But, uh, all right, let's get into this next one. This one's from Big O. What's going on, Hayes, man? It's Big O. Uh, great video on DeMar DeRose, and I'm still watching, I think, Thursday uh, uh, afternoon. Uh, I just wanted to say this, and I'm, you know, I'm thinking about it, I'm just, and I've been thinking about it when it comes to DeMar DeRozan, uh, his situation, and we know winning makes everything in any sport, any team, anywhere, right? Winning makes it better. But his situation may not be tied to winning or losing at all. You know what I mean? Like you said, the Bulls come out, get a top five, six seed, you know, of course it's going to make it feel better. But I can see a scenario where the Bulls have a great season, make the playoffs, make a top six seed, and DeMar still not here. I can also see a season where the Bulls come out, have another mediocre season, and DeMar DeRozan get a two-year extension. So I kind of, I'm, I'm getting the, the just, just the way the Bulls been operating. I'm getting the sense that, that the decision on DeMar DeRozan may not be tied to the Bulls winning or losing at all. You know what I mean? It may come down to what AK and Mark Eversley want to do with this team going forward. How do, how do they value him in the locker room? How do they value him just being around the team and with the team just over the next few years, you know, based on their long time plans, which I don't I have no idea. <laughs> I don't know what the long so I think whatever their long term plans is, if it involves the Mother Rosen, it's gonna involve him being here. Of course he has to he got to say so too if he wants to be here. But if he wants to be here, I don't think it's gonna come down to the win or the lose. And I, I, I don't know why I get that sense, but in a, in a way, in a, I, I'm getting like a sneaky bag that if they trade anybody, it's going to probably be Zach Levine before tomorrow. Rose. I don't know why I'm getting that sense. I may be wrong, but I'm getting that sense that that's where the Bulls ain't playing. You know what I'm saying? But I could be wrong. DeMar could be out of here as soon as February. <laughs> but I also want to chime in and also say that uh, I know that because I know this, you keep saying, you know, 34, 
old, 34, 38, age got a big deal to do with it. But I also think it's the player. You look at Kevin Durant, you look at Chris Paul, you look at LeBron James, of course, he's a Hall of Fame championship caliber player. But I still think it applies to everybody. The age won't matter if the, if the team strikes production is there. And that might tie into if the Bulls decide to keep them back. They feel like the Rose is still going to be close to where he is in the next two, three years. He might still be here. I don't, the age matters. Because the age only matters if it's a championship window. The Bulls don't have a championship window with or without the Bulls. All right, look, here you hear Big O, but here's what I'll say. Age matters a lot when you're not a championship team because otherwise, what are you paying for? Like, we can say all day, like, oh, well, maybe they lock, like him in the locker room. Maybe they like him in this. Maybe they – but at the end of the day, what does it come down to? You're trying to win basketball games. And to your point, you're far away from being a championship contender. Why pay $40 million for somebody who's not getting you closer to being that? Now, again, that's, that's the argument against what you're saying as far as the argument for it i understand where you're coming from like it, it could come down to things outside of winning and losing but then you have to ask yourself what are we trying to do here right what are we trying to do and so the demar Derozan extension is one that no matter what side that you that you come from it on you can you can pick your perspective and it's valid right it, it, all of it is valid all the different views avenues that the bulls could take or might take it's all valid because we don't know and ultimately it seems like this front office is is content with running it back, going through the draft, going through the normal process until eventually, I guess, they uncover a gym. And if that's the process and mindset that they have, they they absolutely probably will bring DeMar DeRozan back. It just, I guess it really just comes down to, like, where we are as a team, what the goals are, what the future projections are as well that this front office has, and the direction, if they pick one by then, or are they still going to be trying to live in two different worlds? All right, let's get into the next one. This one's from Kelder. Hey, man. Kelder back again. Sorry I've been gone a few days. I was hiking in the mountains. Super fun. Um, I wanted to talk about your Zach Levine top five shooting guard rating. Um, I don't think he can until he does it in the playoffs. Otherwise, he's just numbers. We have to see it in the playoffs first. That's all I really have. Fun. what you think about that. Do you have to be good in the playoffs to get a good ranking? Um, as Overall, like Mitchell or... Like Jamal Murray. Jamal Murray obviously is better because he did in the playoffs. What do you think? Bye. Good in the playoffs for a good ranking. Um, I don't necessarily agree with that because most of it is, is regular season, right? And so playoff and team success is just that. It's team success. You can be a great individual player and still not make it far because the team around you sucks. Look at Dame Lillard, right? Great player. We all know what Dame is, and I don't think anybody's going to say Dame is not one of the best guards in the NBA because all because – he hasn't had any much playoff success because they haven't put great teams around him. Now, he has had some great playoff games for sure, much better than anything Zach Levine's ever had. But I'm not, I'm not trying to compare the players. I'm just saying, like, for to be – when we start trying to factor in postseason play, which is a team aspect for how good an individual player is, that's when it has to start being in – you have to you can factor that in. I'm not saying that playoff uh, performances absolutely should matter, but – you have to kind of factor in the playoff success via what the team is, right? At least that's how I think of it and look at it, Kelder. But, hey, everybody can let me know what y'all think down below. But that's it for today. Make sure you're following the show at Bull Central Pod. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, bullcentralpod at gmail.com. Lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for the show, the number to do so, 773-270-2799. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bulls related because of you guys. And like likes in every episode on. Go Bulls. Love you guys. See you right if you can, y'all. Peace. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Media.